Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Uh, Greg Bedard, Boston Sports Journal, bostonsportsjournal.com. Joining us here on the Shaw's Patriots postgame show. Before we get into, like, actual, like, X's and O's game stuff, Greg, let me ask you this, because I, I think the postgame... Oh, do we have him here now? Oh, still waiting to raise him. Some kind of technical issues. Things, uh, radio's a fickle beast, you understand. All right, now we have Greg. Uh, Greg, before we get into like actual like gameplay, X's and O crap, stuff like this, I, I have found uh, a lot of the stuff coming out of the locker room pretty interesting. This video clip of Mac Jones losing his mind, to which he talked about at the podium. We have a mutiny on our hands. What do you think is going on here? Uh, I don't think it's that bad yet. I do think that there is a ton of frustration among some of the guys, especially on offense, about what's going on uh, with this team, what's been going on with this team now. 13 weeks into the season, and I think it's boiling over. I think tonight, uh, sort of the pathetic display they had on offense, um, which some of it was execution, as it always is, but I I just don't think they had a very sound plan. And I think, you know, the clip that you saw of Mac, and, you know, he talked about after the game, as you said, about um, throw the ball down the field and about, you know, our, our quick game sucks. I mean, it basically, they, they came out and it, it seemed like Matt Patricia, the only thing he wanted to do was run the ball and, and throw the ball horizontally and, uh, you know, maybe keep this game close and just try to keep some possession. And it just completely blew up on their in their face. And I think, I think this was, if it hasn't happened before, I think this is the first time that the guys on offense were just like, dude, like, what the hell are we doing here? Like, this isn't even... This isn't an NFL offense. How are we supposed to compete in an NFL game? And so I, I think there's at least frustration going on. Mutiny, I think that's a bit strong at this point. Yeah, I was going to just follow up with that. Do you think the players are covering up for the coaches? I mean, Kendrick Bourne was very outspoken, uh, talked about the scheme, what they need to do better. Um, I mean, it sounds like they're falling on the sword tonight, or Mac Jones at least, for some of the some of the coaching mistakes. Yeah, I do think they've. I, I think they've been covering all season for what's been going on. This goes back to training camp, and I think that um, this far into the season, with this biggest stage, I think some of the guys are frustrated as, as to, um, you know, I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're getting a brunt of it, you know, whether it's on social media or for friends and stuff like that. And I think it's just, um, I think they're just speaking out against it a little bit more to be like, you know. Uh, it's, it's not just us. And, you know, Mac is trying to play the good soldier, but I also think he's become very adept at um, saying certain things that, uh, you know, in one instance he'll fall on the sword, but then he'll also drop some breadcrumbs here and there. But, you know, look, I mean, 
you don't need I, I people shouldn't need the players to tell them exactly what's going on i mean it's all there for us for everybody on the football field and whether you wanted to put your hand, head in the sand and believe that belichick can do no wrong and it has to be the fault of the players and especially the quarterback <clears throat> you know i would hope after tonight that with the spotlight being put on it like it was I would hope that you would understand that this, this entire operation offensively, and I'm just talking the offensive side of the ball, uh, has done a complete 180 from where they were uh, at various points last year. And I, and so I'm glad you're saying this because I don't need Kendrick Bourne to tell me that this thing is broken. My eyes work. I saw what happened at the end of the first half, and I think that's the microcosm of, of, of it all, Greg. I want to know if you agree. I mean, they get the defensive turnover ball they have at the 42-yard line. The offense uses two timeouts, basically trying to gain one yard, and they can't move the ball. It's why Nick Folk ends up missing a 48-yard field goal. They let time run off at one point, too, after the, the quarterback sneak. That whole sequence was where, like, I don't need to see any more. Matt Patricia can't do this job. Yeah, and, and I wrote this over at BSJ with my, you know, gamer saying, like, you know, basically my second guess was that sequence. Like, you know, what the hell is going on? I mean, any sort of competent offense, they call the timeout before I think it was second and one or third and one, whatever it was. And you come over the sideline and you say, okay, we're going to sneak it and then we're going to do this. We're going to clock. At the very least, you clock it, if not run another play. You're running a QB sneak. It's not like the receivers are running 30 yards down the field and you got to get back. Like, you should be able to run a QB sneak, get up, either spike it, which is probably the smart thing, or you you have two plays called and you're ready to go and you run another play and then maybe you spike it. But um, that was just a pathetic display of situational football. And unfortunately that's become the norm around here. And it's not just offensively, it's def defensively and on special teams. And um, you know, it's just, it's a sad state of affairs that the bills just, basically did whatever they wanted to in any phase of the game tonight. And the Patriots had sort of no answer to it. And that, that this program has fallen this far, it was a complete embarrassment. Hey Greg, do you feel like the Patriots actively chose not to win the game tonight? Settling for a field goal late. Was there any, or did you see any urgency tonight? It felt like they didn't want trying not to win the game tonight. Uh, I think you could make that argument. I think it was, you know, fourth and six, fourth and seven or whatever they punted. And, um, you know, there have been various times over the past couple of years, you know, going back to the Cam Newton years where I, I've thought from watching the film and watching them operate that I thought that they went into games or at least during games. And they said, you know, we're just not going to get blown out. We just don't want to get embarrassed on the scoreboard. And so we're going to play close to the vest. I do think that went on in this game. I want to know your thoughts on the Marcus Jones touchdown. I mean, a cool wrinkle on the one hand, but on the other, Greg, I also can't help wonder why isn't something like that drawn up for the guy who is fast that you drafted in the second round this year that actually plays that position in Tyquan Thornton, who actually I don't think saw the field until mid-fourth quarter? Um, it's a great question. And, and, you know, the thing I was thinking about sort of coming up in an elevator and, I'm, you know, I was thinking back to some of the Bills plays and how, you know, really, look, Gabe Davis is fine. He's a number two at best. Uh, on a good offense, he's a number three. They don't have a Cole Beasley. Dawson Knox didn't do anything in this game. I, uh, McKenzie is a borderline slot in this league. I mean, really, the Bills have basically their whole offense was Stephon Diggs and dumping it off to the running backs. And 
you know, it's not just Stefan Diggs, his individual greatness, which on some plays it is. But, you know, there's also, uh, you know, certain ways to, hey, we want to get the ball to step here. So this is what we're going to do. And we're going to have creative motion and we're going to align this way. And so this is the way the Patriots are going to react. And so he's going to be open. We're going to have a chance here. The Patriots don't come close to doing any of that stuff for any of their players. There's no reason why the Patriots can't run ISO stuff, get the ball to Kendrick Bourne or Hunter Henry or Tyquan Thornton or Devontae Parker. Uh, it's just the coaches aren't capable of doing stuff like that. And if it wasn't apparent before to people, it should be apparent now. All right. If you want to join us here in the Shaw's Patriots postgame show, we have Greg Bedard. 617-779-0985 is the phone number. Again, the Bills up in the Patriots at Gillette Stadium tonight, 24-10. to 10. I want to get more of your thoughts coming up here with Greg on the Shaw's Patriots postgame show. And that's all going to be coming up on the Safety Insurance 98.5 The Sports Hub, Patriots Radio Network. Connect with Buston's home for sports online. 98.5thesportshub.com. Now Allen and company in control here with the third and ten from the 41. He takes the snap with a fake inside. He's used by Uche who gets it. The ball is loose. It's going to be picked up by Judon. He's hit. And he'll be wrapped up at the 43 of New England. Josh Uche with the strip sack. Avidia Bank partnering with New England safety Adrian Phillips for Be a Champion for a Child to benefit the Boys and Girls Clubs of Metro West to provide youth development, education, prevention, social, athletic, and recreation programs to at-risk children and teens. Avidia Bank donating $1,000 every defensive interception or turnover that Adrian and the defense make up to $30,000. Patriots forcing that one one turnover today. So that's another $1,000 donated to the Boys and Girls Clubs of Metro West for a total of $17,000 so far this season. So that was a big play and what unfortunately ended up being a loss for the Patriots to the Bills tonight, 24-10, the final Shaw's Patriots postgame show. Jim Murray, Joe Murray, Greg Bedard, Boston Sports Journal, bostonsportsjournal.com joining us. So that's uh, Josh Uche had two sacks tonight. That was a strip sack, big play. Uh, He has showed out these last couple of weeks, but Matthew Judon, again, to me, looks like he's trending unfortunately where he was this time last year. What's going on with Matthew Judon, is it a schematic thing? We know he's, I don't think he's injured. Like, what's happened to Judon these last couple of weeks? I think a big thing, and probably going back to last year, if we look at it now in context, I think it's a lot of it is just they're running into better offensive teams at the end of the year who have answers for individual players. Like, I know, you know, it sure seems like, I mean, even Uche got his stuff today, you know, running around a has been backup left tackle who couldn't catch up with his speed. But, you know, in these last, and even the week before against the Vikings, it was the same sort of thing where, uh, you know, Uche was just using his speed. He wasn't getting home on sort of those twists and stunts. And I think what you're seeing is the Patriots, including Judon, uh, were getting a lot of their sacks and pressures on little games inside and the better offenses have shut that down. And, kind of exposed the Patriots that they don't have a lot of really good individual rushers. And so uh, I don't think it's anything that that Judon's not doing. I just think that they're going up against better teams who have uh, better ways to fight against what the Patriots like to do. Hey, Greg, Buffalo dominated the time of possession tonight, 38 minutes to 21. And on third down, 9 of 15, the Patriots were 3 of 12. Just the defense just can't stay on the field that long for that many reps. Was that kind of the difference tonight um, in the end in the, you know, 24, 10 win? 
Uh, I thought, you know, look, the, the offense didn't do anything outside of the Marcus Jones play. Um, so I'm sure, you know, because people love to blame offense for everything. I mean, you know, to me, the most disappointing thing in the game was the defense. And you could look at it and say, all right, well, at least they didn't score on touchdowns in their first seven possessions like Buffalo did last year. And, you know, how the score looks good. But, you know, I'm sorry, anybody who watched that game, the Bills did whatever they wanted to offensively. They just decided in this game to run the ball and throw short and kind of, you know, drive as much as they wanted to. Um, you know, it just seemed like every time, I mean, I'm just looking at their drive charts, 52 yard or 52 yards, 82 yards, 56 yards, 43 yards, 94. It just, the Patriots couldn't get off the field. And this is, you know, outside of Jalen Mills, who was inactive before the game, outside of that, Patriots are pretty healthy. And, uh, you know, this is sort of Bill's answer, personnel-wise, schematically, whatever, to what, you know, the Bills like to do, how he got embarrassed last year. And I just thought there was nothing there. I thought it was it was a different way that Buffalo did it in this game. But it's pretty much the same thing as we saw in those last two meetings last year. And to me, it felt it felt even more pathetic in many ways that, you know, they, they really couldn't outside of Uche beating, you know, a third string left tackle. Um, it didn't seem like they could really make any plays and, and that they have no answers for Josh Allen, who basically, you know, he's the Patriots daddy at this point. Yeah. Did you think he was all that great tonight though? No, no, I didn't think the bills were that good. I mean, you know, they dropped passes, they had penalties, you know, Allen, uh, you know, sometimes didn't make good decisions. Like I would say for the Bills offense, this was like a C plus B minus game for them. And still the Patriots couldn't really didn't threaten to, you know, hold them all that much or make any game changing plays. So, you know, I thought, I thought uh, they had their chances and, and they couldn't really do anything to get off the field. I mean, when you're on the field for almost 40 minutes in a game, it's, it's not just the offense. It's that you can't get off the field. Uh, just getting back to Mac Jones, he threw for 11 yards in the entire third quarter. Uh, <laughs> I know they didn't have the ball a lot tonight, but uh, Jim brought this up a couple of times. He was running, like spinning, running backwards. Is that because of an injury, or is this just him trying to make plays when he really just doesn't have that type of ability? And, and it's almost instant, too. Like, he gets the ball, and there's a spin move, Greg. That was driving me crazy. Uh, I didn't really, you know, notice it. I mean, at that point I was pretty much writing cause the game was over. Yeah. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, I know at times I looked up and, you know, Mac was under pressure or felt pressure or, you know, just knew that through the design of the play that, you know, he was going to have to try to make something happen. And, um, you know, I think, you know, looking at some of the quotes like Kendrick Bourne talking about basically, you know, how, how, you know, there's no time for, you know, and he, he, he didn't mean to throw the line under the bus, but, you know, whether it's play calling, design, execution with the offensive line, there's just, there's no cohesiveness to, you know, get the ball down the field. And I think, I think, uh, you know, a lot of Max teammates look at it and just say he's in a no-win situation and he's trying to make the best out of what he can, but uh, this is where they are at that point. Chris down in Florida, you're up here on the Shaw's Patriots post-game shows. We have Greg Bedard with us. Hey, Chris. Hey, what's up, boys? Uh, Mario, Mario, I love what you guys do. 
all the time. Uh, but basically my point was I, I just really called in uh, just basically being frustrated, right? On the right side of history, and this is all fun and games, but now, like, as an actual Patriots fan, it's miserable. It's awful, right? But but then I listened to the Mac Jones press conference, and these reporters went after Mac Jones, this kid, and he answered the questions, and they went right after him. Like, they went right after him, but they tiptoe around Belichick. How about – but died. Listen, uh, I'm a vet, man. You gave me uh, a free uh, subscription to the Boston Sports Journal, man. Appreciate that. And uh, and I love it. And why don't you go after Belichick and be like, hey, listen, why did you hire these two dum-dums to ruin this team and just ask, go after them? They went after Matt like he was, like, he, what is he, like a 23-year-old kid? And and they tiptoe around Belichick, tiptoe, 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 and – and you don't ask him anything and, and, and just ask him directly. Hey, why'd you hire this freaking moron? You know, why'd you hire these two morons and why is the offense ruined now? Chris, thanks for the call. Well, I mean, it, you know, look, Chris is, you know, it's, it, it's a fair criticism. Um, you know, I, I just, from being around bill, um, you know, you know, that type of question, a, is it going to get answered? <laughs> right. Um, I'm not one of these people. And I think, you know, for the most part on the beat, um, you know, people aren't there to make a show out of themselves. And, you know, basically when I'm in there, I'm trying to think of a question that he might actually ask or, or he might answer. And uh, I didn't really have a good one after, you know, seeing sort of the demeanor he was in and he didn't, you know, normally after these games, he doesn't want to answer anything. But in general, I will say, I think most of those questions are for when the Patriots are eliminated. I mean, because, you know, look, I understand the frustration tonight, but Matt Patricia isn't getting replaced tomorrow. Right. He's going to be the offensive coordinator for the rest of the season. And the fact of the matter is the Patriots are still in it. I know how it looks. Trust me. I know how it looks. But if they win the next two games against the Cardinals and the Raiders, two teams who are not going to be in the playoffs, you know, you know how things are going to be. They're going to be eight and six, and people are going to say things are looking up, and you know, Matt Patricia is being vindicated and things like that. So, like, just when the Patriots are eliminated, when it's over, there will be plenty of pointed questions, just like there were the Cam Newton year down the stretch, why he wasn't playing Jared Stidham and things like that. I just don't think now is the time. Yeah, it's bad. Um, but, you know, I think everybody realizes how Bill, Belichick feels about Matt Patricia. And, and Bill said that if it doesn't work, blame him. We well, will blame him in due course. All right, more with Greg Bedard of Boston Sports Journal coming up after the headlines with Joe Murray. Jones under center, pulls away a first and ten. A blitz coming, picked up a throw down the middle. That's caught by Aguilar. Snags it right at the 46 across the middle. Tackled by Tredavious White. And it's a first down pickup for the Patriots with a forward progress to the 46 and a half. Nelson Aguilar there, 11-yard catch for a first down. New England converting 14 first downs today. With every first down, Credit Union's Kids at Heart will help fund promising studies in Des Moines, Moya, as well as clinical care tools for children affected. Learn more for yourself at cukidsatheart.org. Welcome back Shaw's Patriots postgame show. It's Jim Murray, Joe Murray, and Greg Bernard of Boston Sports Journal still with us. Greg Bernard of Boston Sports Journal. Dot com. You still have a deal going on right now, or is that just for last week during Black Friday, Greg? It was just for last week, but if somebody wants it, reach out to me on uh, email through the site. All right, take advantage of that uh, for a good deal, for a gift, 
this holiday season. Back to the calls we go. 617-779-0985. Your thoughts as the Patriots fall to the Bills tonight, 24-10, and are now 500 in the year at 6-6. Six and six. Chris and Foxborough on Matt Patricia. Hey, Chris. What happened? Did this thing freeze up on me? Chris, you there? Son of a gun. Oh, and how about that? The French call screener has gone to gone to hell. Well, it was all a matter of time. Well, uh, in the meantime, uh, what else did stand out to you, uh, Greg, tonight in terms of anyone individually that uh, played well, if anyone? Uh, <laughs> oh, I think we've lost Greg as well. We've had full Internet meltdown. Well, It's wonderful. been a tough day for everybody. Yeah, hey, look, these things happen. Radio's a fickle beast. I've there, known that. We're up late, too, so, <laughs> yeah, you know, right. we could say anything right now. Wait. <laughs> uh, you know what? I do have to say this, though. Is we're trying to get Greg back. But, uh, you know, I actually love the fans tonight. Like, no, no one's dumb about this. Like, we want to watch a good product, and this is what we're getting. They're just they're better than this. I think we all know that it's a wasted season. And for the last three years now, like, you know, 2019 was Brady's last year. There was a Cam Newton year. Like, last year was exciting. You know, even though they lost the fashion they did, it was disappointing. But you had high hopes of Mac Jones taking that next step. I still have questions about him, but I feel like we just can't evaluate him on this this season. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Yeah, Greg, we got you back, right? Yep, I'm here. Uh, do you hear what Joe just said? Is it, you know, we, we get out of this season. Is it? Do you throw an asterisk on this season for Mac Jones and say, like, look, this almost shouldn't count considering that he was hung out to dry and the fact that he was, you know, handed Matt Patricia as his offensive coordinator this year? I mean, that's the way I, where I've always been, uh, especially, you know, I I definitely have my criticisms this summer, but, you know, I think I'm, I'm fair, and if, look, if, they, they got to the season. I mean, I look, I didn't even think it would ever get this bad. As much as I hammered them in the summer and said, this is a complete waste of time, and what are they doing, and they're not doing this right, and, you know, this is pretty pathetic. I never thought that they would be in week 13 and so inept offensively. I mean, I think even Tony asked me, like, you know, when I thought they would be a decent offense, and I figured about the midway point. And, um, you know, but once I've seen this, this once I've watched this team on film, and and I watch a lot of the other, the rest of the league, I see the teams that the Patriots are about to play. I watch the Raiders film, so I see a bunch of, you know, those teams, and it's not even close. And I know, you know, people are going to blame the quarterback, and you know, yes, Max not, 
treaty. He doesn't have the biggest arm. He's not the greatest athlete and he's not this and he's not that. And, you know, he hasn't let a fourth quarter comeback or whatever you want to say about him. I understand. And the criticism is fair to, for the most part, but you know, trust me, you know, Mac Jones last year as a rookie had to be coached really hard. And I think even Mac talked about it to, tonight. I want to be coached hard. I yeah. want this, I want that. And I think he's, I think it was his way of saying it's lacking. And I think that um, for him to take, you know, take another step in year two, you know, he needed competent coaching. Uh, it would have been great if McDaniels could stay here, but he didn't. Um, and, you know, the whole offense, how can anybody look at this and say, like, it's just on the quarterback or just he's failed? I mean, it's all the same players as they had last year for the most part. And look at where they are. I mean, they're one of the worst offenses in the league, point blank. All right, let's try these calls again. I think we've uh, worked out the kinks. Ryan on the pike, let's try you. You there, Ryan? Yeah, I'm here. All right, um, go ahead, sir. I, I, thank you. I got to tell you, I was at the game tonight. They're not playing the same sport. And, Greg, you said it a couple segments ago, pathetic display. Pathetic display. I mean, it, it boils down to a simple question. What are they doing? Matt Patricia. Simple, simple proposition. Find a different job. Find a different career. You're not an offensive coordinator. You're not an NFL offensive mind. I mean, like, what, do you, what are we doing? What are we doing? This is not a representative product. <laughs> I'm losing my voice. <laughs> All right, I'm going to let you go on that, work on that voice. Uh, take some uh, Listerine when you get in, drive safe. Uh, so do you think, look, there's going to be like a come-to-Jesus moment for Bill here between now and like sometime in the offseason, Greg, where he has to acknowledge he's made a mistake here with this offense and the guys he's surrounded with, or is he going to continue to protect them? We'll see how the final five games point out. I mean, I was even – I was doing a, a, a member chat before this game, and a lot of the questions were about Kraft and what's he going to do. And I'm like, can we wait till we get to the season or at least through tonight? I'm like, you know, if they if they beat the Bills, if they have the, the Bills tonight, everything changes. I mean, if they go on a four-game winning streak and, you know, clinch ten wins and clinch a playoff berth, like, it's different. And I think Bill – you know, hangs with, you know, what's going on. But I don't think that's going to happen. But, you know, those decisions will become evident, you know, very soon. And I, I, I will say this about Belichick. You know, he made a misstep, misstep here, at least to this point. And, um, you know, he, I think he will take the heat. I think he will look at it. He's as honest as anybody about his program. And he'll figure something out, you know, whether he's – you know, waiting for Billy O'Brien to come on board or whatever it is. Um, if it continues this way, I'm hopeful that Bill will be the first person to say things need to change. This is what we're going to do. Patricia's going to go up in the front office. He's going to be basically a special assistant to the head coach. Joe Judge is going to go to this position, and then this is what we're going to do. Because if not, then I think Robert and Jonathan are going to, you know, put the screws to him, and then then we'll see what happens. Just to follow up on that, I know you said wait until wait and see what happens for the rest of these games, but you mentioned the name Bill O'Brien. Do you think that Bill Belichick wants that type of mind running their offense, or could they go with maybe some sort of college coach? I'm just going to bring up the name Charlie Weiss Jr. at Ole Miss. Is that something that they could look at as a long-term fix? Because if Bill, Bill O'Brien comes in, it might only be a one- or two-year thing, and that's the reason why they didn't want him this year. I think that um, 
I would be surprised if the Patriots did that. I think that they uh, they they veered as much as they could this year and sort of doing some different things. And I think there was an end game. Um, I think they're going to realize that that was not the brightest idea. Uh, I did. If if O'Brien's going to stay here, uh, I wouldn't see why they wouldn't go down that path. Now that being said. You know, I don't think that the Patriots are going to be the only option that O'Brien has. I mean, it's it, it could very well happen that Josh McDaniels wants him to join him in Vegas. So McDaniels can be more of a CEO coach and pass off some of his play calling and game planning and things like that. And, you know, would it be more attractive to O'Brien uh, to work under Josh than Bill? It's it's very possible. I have no insider knowledge on any of this stuff, but um you know, I, I think there are a lot of things in play right now. Cameron in the car next year in the Shaw's Patriots post game show. Hi, Cameron. Hey guys, uh, Bedard, lo- love what you do. Uh, Big Boy Tuesday is my favorite favorite segment of the week. Uh, Big Jim, thanks, bud. Great follow on Twitter, and uh, you know those that follow you know that you know obviously in Cleveland last week and talked about the depressing fan base. <laughs> you want to talk about a depressing fan base? It's you know the Patriots fan base on. You know, a second and long, third and long, can't even get up because you just know that there's really no hope of them, you know, stopping. It just seems like there's nothing that the secondary can do when, you know, in a passing situation. Just wanted to get you guys' thoughts on that, and uh, I'll hang up and listen. Thank yeah, you. Well, so, Greg, you're there. We've taken calls from those that were there tonight. I've heard a couple of things. Hopefully you can confirm. One, there was a ton of Bills fans there tonight. I've seen that and heard that yes. from a few people. So that, okay. And, uh you know, even when they were still kind of in it, it was only 17-7, and the Bills are – it was really during that, that killer drive where they end up going up 24-7. to You know, it's this nine-minute drive. Like, the crowd really didn't get up for it because it was like they just saw this slow death happening. Yeah, I thought that uh, – especially once the Bills went up 17-7, I think the fans kind of checked out. I mean, there were some, you know, hardcores who would cheer for third down, but – I think they realized what was going on. I mean, it was apparent to everybody. The Patriots, even though they kept it somewhat close on the scoreboard as far as the Bills' offense, the Patriots' defense was non-competitive. The Bills did whatever they wanted to, and it almost seemed like the Bills took pleasure in, you know what, let's just torture them for the full 60 minutes instead of, you know, lopping off their heads at, you know, at, at, at halftime. Let's make this as painful as possible, make them feel as inept as possible. And, you know, that's the way it felt to me. It felt to me like the Bills did whatever they wanted to. If they wanted to go deep down the field, they could have. And they just decided, you know what, we're we're not going to chance anything. We're just going to dink and dunk down the field. And because the Patriots, they're not offering up any defense. Very sobering night for the fan base as the Patriots fall to the Bills 24-10. to I said it uh, earlier to start the show. I'll say it again. They're what you used to be and you're what they used to be that's not a good place to be 617-779-0985 we're going to get on with greg bedard he has one more segment with us here in the shaw's patriots post game show that'll be coming up here in the safety insurance 98.5 sports hub patriots radio network listen live check out our podcast with the 98.5 the sports hub app so jordan phillips helped to the bench for the buffalo bills after his long chase ultimately mac jones able to outrun the pressure of the bills Racing across the field one way, then the other, before an incomplete pass sets up a fourth down and goal from the 21. Why are we kicking the field goal? And a field goal attempt by Nick Fogg. 
coming up. In a 24-7 lead, Buffalo has the advantage, 157 to go, and the Patriots... Well, cuts it to two possessions. I mean, will the field goal try here? Folk to kick toward the enclosed end. From the right hash mark, the snap handled by Pilardi. The kick is lifted to the uprights, and that kick by Folk is good. Nick is one for two this evening. Uh, Nick Folk's uh, one, and I was so useless field goal tonight. 39-yarder to make it 24-10. Buffalo at the time. This season is part of their Apex Cares program. Apex Entertainment will be donating $100 to the New England Center for Children for every converted field goal. Every point, every dollar helps. For more information, go to apexentertainment.com. At that Bob Sosi, if you didn't already know, that is a pro's pro. Because, I, I mean, I don't know how you br- don't break there and, and join in with Zove saying, like, I don't know, what are we doing? What, what, what are we kicking a field goal for? Back here in the Shaw's Patriots postgame show. Again, 24-10, Bills over the Patriots tonight. Final segment with Greg Bedard at Boston Sports Journal. But, again, just on that specific decision there, Greg, does that – like, that felt like to me like complete capitulation of, like, okay, let's just make it not look look so bad. Like, take a shot in the end zone. Come on. Yeah, I mean, sure looked like somebody wanted to get the double digits and make it look a little bit better. That's what it sort of felt like to me there. Right. Uh, All right, we'll run through as many calls as we can here in the final segment with Greg. Let's go to Johnny in the car. Go ahead, Johnny. Hey, how's it going? Good. Go ahead. Um, How about today? Like when John Jones just gave up on that play? Yeah. Yeah, and the Miles Bryant tackle too. Yeah, and then there was, uh, and thanks, Johnny, there was one late, uh, there was a, where Mac Jones is running for his life, where I think it was in Wenu, had an opportunity to light someone up, and he was just standing around, looked like he quit too. So I, do you think that they have that, Greg? Like, they, there is a front-runnery runnery aspect to this team, I feel like. Like, in a game like tonight, which, you know, kind of reminded me of the Bills' loss and then you know, mirrored the Patriots' loss in the playoffs to the, to the Bills last year, when things aren't going their way, there's some quitting them. Uh, yes, I would. Uh, I would agree with that. And you had, you know, Miles Bryant. Uh, I think he got benched for most of the rest of the game after that, where there was a little catch in the flat. And I don't know, he was playing like two hand touch with the guy and he got up and he got more yards like and then you have Jonathan Jones, like just stopping coverage in the end zone on a touchdown pass. And uh, yeah, I think there's I think there's some of that stuff. And I was I I was going to ask Devin McCourty a question about that, but I, I didn't want to throw uh, – he wouldn't throw guys under the bus. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, because there's some guys on this team, like Slater and McCourty, who have to look at some of this stuff and be like, what is going on? This is not who we are. And, and um, you know, but, look, you know, winning is the best deodorant. Um, they're, ha- they're having a rough go over it right now, but they put together two wins here and, you know, who knows? But I do think there's an element of, you know, once they're out of the game, it's hard for them to get back into it. Uh, Greg, just real quick, uh, what do you what did you think of the Buffalo Bills tonight? Uh, I thought they were, you know, okay. I think they need some they need some more firepower. I mean, even before this game, um, you know, they're they're thin on receivers. I mean, they had to call up John. They just signed John Brown to the practice squad. Had to bring him up. Dawson Knox got hurt. They're thin at tight end. Um, this was their best running performance in a while, so they were able to do that. But, you know, I, I didn't think that they were very sharp, but they kind of go through these things, and then they sh- they sharpen up. I mean, yeah. 
I don't know. I mean, they weren't overly impressive. And like I said, I thought this was a C plus sort of B minus thing for them. And they just got some guys back um, from the injured list uh, on defense. So I don't think they're quite there yet, but um, I mean, Josh Allen is so good at this point and his mind is so much better than where it was a few years ago that it's just, it's, it's going to be tough to beat them. It really is. Uh, let's go to Mike and Quincy. You're next here on the Shaw's Patriots post game show with Greg Bedard of Boston Sports Journal. Hi, Mike. Hey guys. Uh, so I was, I'm not going to keep hammering on Matt Patricia here, but how much do you think one is Bill going to hold him accountable and how much is it Patricia versus Mac? And then uh, my other point is with this hundred million in the off season, what are they going to do with it? Do they go offensive line? Do they go receiver? Do they look at a quarterback? Just want to hear your thoughts. Thanks. Yeah. Do you think there'll be any kind of free agent spending, spending frenzy like we saw a couple of seasons ago? Uh, I don't know where people get this hundred million dollar figure. Like, you know, even at over the cap, they say that like, yeah, at most they have like 50 million for next year, but you know, considering some people are up for extensions, like, you know, Jonathan Jones and Jacoby Myers, those guys are both pretty pennies. If you're going to retain them or replace them. Um, I don't think they have a ton of, you know, a ton of money to spend next year, even though it looks good on paper right now. Um, I don't think they're I I don't think they're going to go into a big spending spree next year. Where would you start though? It's going to be a quarterback. What, um, what do you What would you be think is the number one need for this team outside of coaching? Uh, you know, O line tackle maybe maybe offensive tackle. Yeah. Maybe I mean I think you're pretty set on the interior guys. I mean Cole Strange isn't going any place. He's a first round pick. You know Trent Brown. You know, what happens with him? Isaiah Wynn's gone. Uh, is Kajust a starter for you? Um, you know, and I also I just think impactful plays. I just don't think, you know, you look at the Patriots, and I just don't think that they have that many impactful players. And the ones that they do have, I think people kind of overrate. Like, everybody thinks that, you know, Kyle Duggar is this and that. But, you know, in these games that matter against good offenses, where is he? I don't see him doing very much. John in Los Angeles, next here in the Shaw's Patriots post game show. Hi, John. Hey guys, Greg. I have four really quick points. One, one, the things. There's four things that concern me. One is, I think they hit on the draft. Like I'm, I watch these rookies. I listen to your podcast all the time while I'm lifting. They hit on these rookies. The issue is, I have no idea what anybody does in a game. Nelson Aguilar have a great catch. You don't see him for a month. Uh, Devonte Parker. Tyquan Thornton looks like he's got great speed. He seems to understand a little bit. Don't know anything what they're doing. The, the next that you guys kind of touched on it is that they're front runners. I mean, if they're up 21 to 3, they're going to win it 30 to 3. No doubt about it. But when it's almost, you know, and when, when it gets into a dogfight in the second half, they're just bending over. And I'm just not used to seeing a team, the Patriots team do it. And the last point is, it's not about the special teams, the offense, or the defense. All facets are making just unheard of mistakes. Um, and, and I guess there is one other thing. I'm not a big fan of Mac Jones doing his little pouting on the sidelines. The older I get, the more I see that just doesn't work. That road never ends to anywhere good, and he's got to knock it off. He needs to take accountability. We are where we are, and he needs to suck it up. Thanks, John. So on that last thing, Greg, was the, how do you look at that? Like, is it good?
good emotion, bad emotion? How do you assess the Mac Jones uh, behavior? Uh, I don't love it. Um, I guess I prefer it to him, you know, just being a robot. Um, I, I don't like those guys either, you know, like a Joe Flacco type of guy where you can't tell what they're feeling. And uh, But I'll say this. I think, I think a lot of that on the sidelines, especially in that moment where the ca- cameras captured him, I think that was more for his teammates than anybody. And I think that mm. – I think that he has the backing of a lot of his teammates. And, I'm, I, you know, we, we've been talking about ad nauseum since the summer. And you guys know where I've been on this, that um, there's a lot of guys, a lot of important guys on that offense who didn't like where this was going, didn't think it was going to work, didn't think it made any sense. And here they are getting embarrassed on national television um, in week 13 and looking as – impotent as you can offensively where you know two of the last three games they needed marcus jones uh punt return and uh and a, and a little you know screen pass to score any touchdowns i mean just in general and you know that's pathetic and i think that um uh, you know a lot of guys on this offense i think they're all frustrated and i think max sort of doing it for their benefit all right, before we let you go, um, and it's obviously Arizona, then Las Vegas, but they're going to be out there on that, uh, you know, the left coast for a couple of weeks. Think that'll do it some, do them some good, like to get the hell out of here for a little while? No. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I'm sure it'll be a popular storyline, and people will talk about it, and they'll get questions tomorrow. Oh, what are the benefits? And, you know, yeah, team bonding and this and that. I mean, like, look, any amount of that is not going to fix it, that you're not good enough or that you, you haven't beaten good teams or you've in, you know, three years and you've slumped down the stretch going back to when Brady was here, you know, when the schedule gets tougher, um, you know, they just have to play better. And I, I don't know if the current state of this team where they are. I mean, I think, I think it all swings on the Cardinals game. If they win that game, cause they're not going out there before the game. They're, they're, they're going out for the game and then staying out there. If they lose and drop to six and seven, um, close confines could be the worst thing, I think, for this outfit, and it could get really bad. But if they win, okay, you know, maybe the you know good vibes are going, but um, it's it's going to be an interesting foray for this team, to be sure. All right, Greg Bedard of Boston Sports Journal, bostonsportsjournal.com. Uh, enjoy the weekend, and we will see you Tuesday on Felgren Mass for a Big Boy Tuesday. Looking forward to it. See you, boys. All right, again, Greg Bedard of Boston Sports Journal joining us here in the Shaw's Patriots postgame show.